0: This is The Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice.
1: Well, there's a bit of a reprieve when it comes to gas prices here in Alabama and across the nation. The average price for regular gas is down by 32 cents per gallon compared to just two weeks ago. The current average is now at $4.54 per gallon, compared to this time a year ago. However, gas is still at $1.32 higher per gallon. The lowest price on gas was found to be in Baton Rouge, Louisiana at 3.90 per gallon, and the highest was at 5.55 per gallon in Los Angeles, California. The family members of two Alabama men who are currently in Russian military custody say that they were recently able to meet with members of the U.S. State Department just three days ago. The report to WSFA News comes from the families of Andy Hun and Alex Drukay. The family members say that the meeting with the State Department was via Zoom and was a result of their request. Bunny Druke is the mother of Alex, and she says that two State Department officials ass- assured both families that that the safety and release of the two men is a top priority. The State Department is also meeting with British government officials, as well as Alabama Congress members Robert Adderholt and Terry Sewell, the International Red Cross, and the Kremlin, to ensure that both men are treated as prisoners of war, which is dictated by the Geneva Convention. Druki and Hun both joined the Ukrainian Armed Forces as military volunteers. When that country was invaded by Russia in February of this year, both men are U.S. veterans. About 70 new jobs will be coming to the town of Fayette. O'Neill Manufacturing Services will be investing $5.5 million to build a 130,000 square foot steel fabrication facility there. The operation will be completely up and running with those new full time jobs within the next three years, according to Alabama Commerce Secretary Greg Canfield. OMS manufactures carbon steel as well as aluminum parts. The new facility in Fayette will be an expansion of the O'Neill Industries out of Birmingham. O'Neill is the nation's largest family-owned network of metal service centers and other manufacturing. Speaking of Birmingham, a report was put out by Realtors.com for the month of June, and that report shows that it's cheaper to buy a home than rent one, at least in the magic city. Birmingham came in second only to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania when it comes to the monthly median rent, which is higher than a monthly mortgage payment. The median cost is $1,278 a month, while buying comes in at $900 a month. Cities that were more affordable to rent rather than buy a home are Austin, Texas, followed by San Francisco and Seattle, Washington. The uncovering of the Tuskegee syphilis program by the Associated Press hits the 50 year mark this week. Gene Heller is given credit for breaking the story on July 25, 1972, along with the help of other whistleblowers from within the U.S. Public Health Service and the U.S. government. The essence of the story by Heller is that the federal government targeted hundreds of black men in rural Alabama back in 1932, where the syphilis rates were the highest. These men were studied as the disease ravaged their bodies and were not offered any medical treatment. This experiment continued for 40 years, even as penicillin emerged as a cure for syphilis, but it was still not offered to these men. Many died from the disease or its side effects. The surviving men eventually filed a lawsuit against the government when the truth about them being human guinea pigs came to light. Congress eventually passed laws regarding the ethics of research studies. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, police in Dallas quickly took down a female shooter who opened fire within the Dallas Love Field Airport. The incident started at the ticket counter for Southwest Airlines. Here's Dallas Police Chief Eddie Garcia giving an update on the situation.
2: We're going to tell you the facts as we know it to this point. Not only might they change, they probably will, as we look into this investigation even further. But today, this morning, at about 10.59, a 37-year-old woman gets dropped off, goes inside near the ticket counters in front of Southwest, goes at one point into a restroom, exits the restroom. Now she's either put a, some sort of hoodie on or some other different type of clothing that she had when she walked in. At some point, simultaneously, one of our officers is in the area, She produces a handgun and begins firing. At this point, we don't know where exactly the individual was aiming. For the most of what we're seeing now, she was aiming uh, at the ceiling. But there was uh, several rounds that are found. Simultaneously as she's doing that, our officer engages the suspect, strikes her in the lower extremities. She's taken into custody and is currently at Parkland Hospital. No other individuals were injured in this event other than the suspect who, again, is at Parkland.
1: Republicans in Congress appear to be willing to support and codify homosexual marriage. The Respect for Marriage Act was already passed in the Democrat-controlled U.S. House last week, with 47 Republicans voting in favor of that legislation. Now the bill is being considered in the U.S. Senate, and it's getting consideration by some Republican senators who, by voting yes on the bill, would override many of the state constitutional amendments that were passed to protect traditional marriage. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville has been reported by WHNT News as saying he doesn't mind the idea of gay marriage, saying it's a free country. Tuberville has indicated he is open to voting yes on this bill, whereas Alabama Senator Richard Shelby has come out as a no vote. Two more members of Congress are now testing positive for COVID-19, despite having been vaccinated months ago and or receiving a booster shot or two. Senator Lisa Murkowski of Alaska announced on Monday that she tested positive. She says she's experiencing flu-like symptoms. Also, West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin says he has COVID-19, too, but he says his symptoms are mild. The ranking member of the House Oversight Committee, Congressman James Comer of Kentucky, Weighs in on the Hunter Biden grand jury cases that are still ongoing and have been for the past several months. He says they need to come to a conclusion before the midterm elections. Comer spoke on Newsmax.
0: Yeah, I've always thought the DOJ would bring charges against Hunter Biden. I just thought that they would be sometime between the midterm elections and January when Republicans take the gavel. Uh, And, of course, uh, with the gavel on the Oversight Committee comes subpoena power. Uh, I felt like the DOJ would do that if for no other reason than to protect hunter biden from ever having to go in front of a congressional uh, committee now i believe that uh, the pressure and the evidence is so apparent now uh, that hunter biden uh, is a is a thug essentially he's someone that uh, has benefited from his family's last name he's broken countless laws and i, I think the doj is going to have to do something now that doesn't stop Congressional oversight of Hunter Biden, because the whole reason the Republicans on the House Oversight Committee are spending so much time investigating Hunter Biden is we fear that Hunter Biden has compromised his father and some of the decisions that his father's making. So we're going to continue to press forward. I think every American wants to know who the big guy is. More and more evidence is coming in that would potentially link Joe Biden to some of Hunter Biden's shady business dealings. Obviously, Joe Biden's brother's right in the mix of things. He's probably the brains of everything. So regardless of what the DOJ does, uh, congressional Republicans are going to push forward.
1: The flight of Americans from blue states and Democrat-run cities continues, doesn't seem to be slowing down. The top eight out of 10 cities that are seeing residents move out are all run by Democrat mayors or Democrat governors. The numbers come from Redfin Brokerage Site The one that tops the list is San Francisco, California, followed by Los Angeles, then New York City, Washington, D.C., Seattle, Washington, Boston, Massachusetts, Detroit, Michigan, and Denver, Colorado. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out Phil Williams on Right Side Radio as he talks to Dr. Jordan Vaughn of Concerned Doctors of Alabama about the latest drug being used to treat COVID-19, Paxlovid.
0: The president is currently on Paxlovid. Um, I'm not familiar with Paxlovid. Uh, it's the first time I'd heard of it, but you just mentioned it yourself. What uh, what is that?
3: So Paxlovid is a um, basically an inhibitor of one of the enzymes that allows the virus to replicate within the cell. So basically, it would you know it is an antiviral, um, and antivirals are things that probably people you know have heard about in the past. Yeah. Like Valtrex for herpes, or um, you know Tamiflu for influenza. Um, it does it a little bit differently, but That's what it does. Interestingly enough, um, I actually was involved in the original uh, phase two, phase three studies for Paxlovid, and one of the criteria for being in the study was that you uh, were not vaccinated, um, which uh, does uh, have an interesting component to whether it's actually useful in those that are double vaccinated and double boosted. So wow. that, okay. I think, is the big question. And I think that's why when we see Anthony Fauci, as well as the uh, Secretary of the Human Health Services, Becerra, uh, both uh, have rebounds. Um, uh, you start to worry about even our president having those issues as well.
0: Wow. It just it just keeps compounding. <laughs> um, well, so let me ask you this. Because, again, well, yeah, what right. I would
3: remind you is, uh, whether you thought Fauci was vaccinated or not, the fact that he had rebound from Pax probably confirmed that he was vaccinated. Um, the, uh, you know, again, I mean, we're using a medicine uh, uh, on people that would have been excluded from the trial. And that is a, in, I mean, that doesn't mean that a doctor can't make that assessment that this will be useful, but it does mean that the outcomes that are put forth from the results of a trial are not necessarily the same outcomes that you would have if you give it to somebody who wasn't included in that trial.
1: You can find that podcast on rightsideradio.org. I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our
0: great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest
1: news and Alabama values.